another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm your host, Megan Hyde, here with co-host Kristen Hughes. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about measuring success. Kristen, how do you measure success? I think it depends on how you define success. I feel like that's a valid point. Yeah. So the point is, it's completely subjective. So what we're going to be talking through is, like, have you set goals? Do you know what your goals are? Do you know what you're measuring? So when you're talking to a client, Mm -hmm. how do you usually go about helping them choose what to measure for success for their strategies? Sure. So most of the time, I'm going to ask them, what is the most important thing to them right now? Mm -hmm. So when we set goals, we've talked about them being more, do we want to set goals for a quarterly period, which the majority of the time I am, and then we're talking about yearly goals. But what do we want this quarter? You know, um, especially with, you know, different seasonalities, it will depend. So we're going to consider those options, which we'll talk about later too. But it's more, um, I'm going to ask them, what is the most important thing to your business at this moment in time? Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, it is a down downtime in their season, I might ask them, okay, well, instead of focusing on the leads right now, maybe we want to focus on more um, social engagement. Mm -hmm. How can we create something later to um, build up that audience and then eventually get those leads, which are very important to them as well, but that makes sense? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what I hear you saying is you're, you're planning. Yes. Yeah, you did just release content on that that you can find on YouTube. But what you're saying is you're looking for the quarter, you've planned for the year, right. and leads is the easy answer but may not of always course. be the answer. Right. And I, I think I that's agree. where people get tripped up. And of course, we all, at the end of the day, everybody wants a customer. You know, that's the whole point of marketing. Don't get me wrong. But there are other lead measures that you can take uh, to really – understand how to get those leads in the future so definitely i like two things that you mentioned there you talked about social engagement which is great and you talked about it being in the downtime i just want to touch base on that really quick because something like our team has talked about a lot is social media is like the handshake to your business so you're like getting Mm -hmm. acquainted before it's peak season when you're actually looking for the sale so it gives you a little bit of leverage absolutely that makes sense all right so now that you have a strategy planned out with your client like what are you going to measure what analytics are you looking at I think what we need to think about is what we can control and what we can't control. It's a very good point. So here's one example is, okay, um, we talked about social as as a part of this. Well, if social is something that um, I might not be able to always control when somebody engages with my content. So we obviously are helping to prompt that and we want likes and we want people to um, comment on the posts and everything. But... What I can control is actually views and maybe some frequency with that. So it's like, you know, I can maybe boost posts. I can create social ads, you know, that I'm going to put more money into, obviously. And then um, from there, get more impressions and views. And so I know, okay, if that is my goal, then that might be a little bit easier for me to set, um, sorry, to be successful and actually say, okay, I hit my goal because I could control this too. That makes complete sense. And something I want to throw out there is like with social, you're not going to be measuring click-through rate or bounce rate because of completely irrelevant metrics to that platform or to that oh, yeah. strat. Like you're, it's not part of your strategy. So leave it alone Yeah, and find what you can control. Exactly. I think that makes complete sense. And that's what I would do too. Another one to think about is like Google with search volume. So in that kind of scenario, what would you be looking at? Uh, so one thing I actually use uh, – 
on a regular basis sometimes is uh, sometimes <laughs> is Google Trends, um, especially if they're uh, my clients feeling a little bit down in some of the leads or just tr- general traffic to the site or anything like that. So um, I'm going to look at that to see what does it look like on a yearly basis for us. So when has that traffic spiked? Then I might be able to plan it out. Obviously, there are other factors sometimes that come into place with Google maybe changing something in their algorithm or mm-hmm. um, just maybe something, any other events that are happening in the world. You know, it, it all depends. But and just that's that's something that I look at for sure. Definitely. I think the key takeaway with what she's explaining is you don't control search volume. So you're you're not falling victim, but you do have to play into what traffic is already there. And then you're trying to maximize your opportunity to show or get engagement on that platform. Exactly. So similar but different. Basically identifying opportunities and then playing within that realm. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So let's talk ROI. Measuring success. This can be really tricky just because you may not get it back in the same month that you pay it in. You're also not supposed to be planning month to month, so there's that. Um, It's also been a hot topic, so we did make some other resources for you guys to kind of calculate your own and learn, so check out all of our channels for that. But Kristen, how would you Mm -hmm. talk about this with a client? It's it's really difficult. Um, I think because most of the time, you know, they're hiring us to help them ultimately get customers and get leads. Mm -hmm. So that is the end result. However, we talk about, I do wanna get them to understand and and to get any business owner to understand that um, what we mentioned in the beginning is there might be times where you can't control it as much. And so what do we do for that and say, you invested all this money during the off season to maybe build up your retargeting list and and help with getting more social engagement. So, um, you know, by that time when we become busier, we then are able to track some of those leads that maybe were from a remarketing list, like I said. So it's, you know, that's always something to think about is um, it's not going to be overnight. And uh, you might, some of the investment that you put in before, you know, can come later. Um, I know a lot of people do see that value when they uh, look at an ad campaign and they say, okay, I can track that conversion immediately and it happened. But, you know, sometimes that's not the case. So Definitely true. And again, kind of what she's alluding to is like the brand awareness, brand affinity. Like how often have people seen your brand prior to seeing a search ad in the peak season? Like if you were advertising during that off season when everyone else stops, you're going to have a competitive edge of some sort. And that's something that does impact your ROI, but is not always directly measured at the same time. So again, this is why you have to plan for the year, not just plan month to month and throw money around until you get leads. It's just how it works. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so with that, you know, you've, we've built up this list of people, you know, for example, and we've seen the growth. Mm -hmm. So growth happens, change is automatically going to happen with that growth. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is now is what happens when sometimes there's negative numbers that come with that growth? I love that question. <laughs> no, it's because a lot of times, so with the services we provide specifically like local search or Google search or all of those um Sometimes the numbers are negative because you're cleaning it up. So if you're decreasing, like if you're taking away categories, you're taking away pieces of audiences, like some of those numbers are going to go down. So that red number is not a bad thing. You're getting more buckled down into the direction you need need to go. Or if the number of leads is decreasing, but they're of higher quality, like that's not a bad thing. So I think sometimes people get really caught up in like, oh, this is green, this is red, like what's happening? Or the quantity is what they're feeling, not the quantity. So like 
there are just shifts that have to happen based on data. Mm -hmm. So I love growth and I love change and I love living in the gray area and figuring out the context. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So, so I, you just made a really good point. I think that's the most people see, yeah, red or green on a report. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, let's, is that happening just this month? Is it happening quarterly basis? Did it happen in a year? I mean, you have to look at your results all over the, you know, <laughs> different increments of time, you know, just to make sure that you have a good understanding of, um, you know, is it really going into the negative for your entire marketing strategy or is this just a, a blimp, you know, on the radar? Yeah. Well, so. think of like real estate, for instance, just because I use this one for an example all the time. A lot of people buy houses at some point in their life. Yeah. And like if your search volume tanks going into the winter months, that has nothing to do with marketing being mad, like bad or mad, I guess. Right, right. No. <laughs> but it has everything to do with people are slowing down buying houses and selling their homes because it's going to get colder and they're traveling for the holidays, spending time right. with their families. Like that has nothing to do with marketing. That doesn't mean you should just quit altogether. Exactly. And wait till it's March and April and then you're behind the eight ball. Right. Everyone else kept going. Like, ooh, don't do that. Yeah. So to bring it all together, what you need to know when you're measuring success is it's completely relevant to your goals. And really all the analytics and the data is helping you identify opportunities to pivot. That way you can make your decisions and get closer to your goal. Exactly. What do you think? Agreed. Cool. All right, so let's go into our next segment. We've seen a huge trend in employer brands recently, and that's really where these brands are selling more of the people who work there versus the products and services. And I know, Kristen, you had a great example, and I think it's a little yeah. bit of a throwback. Yeah, the one I saw was uh, good cheese comes from happy cows and happy cows are in California. So, and it's so cute, right? Um, and I, I think a lot of people probably remember, if I'm not correct, my apologies, but um, it's very similar to that where they're kind of insinuating the cows are their employees and they're happy, so you get good product from it, right? So um, another one is uh, Sam Adams. They're doing, um, a lot of their commercials actually have um, the employers and making the beer and they show the brewery and they go through all that and they tell a little bit of the story of why they work for Sam Adams. Um, and then another one I actually saw was uh, Honey Bunches of Oats. I love it. There's that lady. Do you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she's <laughs> hilarious. And I, she's got so much energy and they advertise this one lady and they talk about how she comes home smelling like cookies and stuff because it smells so good in there. It's like one of my favorite cereals. So yeah. I also love that commercial. But, um, but they're showing how happy she is and the product that she's working for so it you know it kind of makes you want to test out that product so and see because we have happy people um you know working for their company so um and actually rev local is we we definitely want to push that on our on our brand as well because um our culture is very important to us so um if you follow us on social you'll actually see a lot of those posts as well to help with um you know, just share who we are and why you should trust, you know, us and, and, and build relationships with us. So, yeah, that's definitely the foundation of who we are as a company. Right. So like, if you talk to anyone here, like they would tell you <laughs> our stories matter and that's just who we are. And that's why we do what so we true. do, which I think is really cool. Yeah. And then I think small businesses have a special like kind of advantage to this because they're in their local market. People know them. People know their stories. It's not like you're a large brand just like deciding to do something yeah. where you have to teach people who you are and all that. You have kind of that momentum at a smaller level to be able to build on. So when you do create a social page, like you've got some equity built in that yeah. you can kind of get people bought into. 
and it gives you that 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 something special that's going to set you apart from the person down the road not doing that, if right. that makes sense. Right. So it's proven us on social that faces do really well mm-hmm. in sharing that. And so you have the opportunity, if you're showing your employees and, you know, it happens to be gym that you go to church with and then other people see that from um, and they share that post you know it's it's really I know it's just helping your brand so much more when you share that and you share the stories of those people Um, it's just so much more relatable definitely and if you listen to some of our previous podcasts we talk about this there's a lot of different topics this ties into that all build up especially into your roi exactly (laughs) so make sure to follow us on all the social channels and then also we just hit a thousand subscribers on youtube thanks to the marketing team and then all of you for supporting our content which is awesome and then make sure you follow us on all of the normal like podcast stations yep so many now yeah i always yeah so uh, apple spotify all of them all of them yes. we're there and if you have any questions or topics definitely feel free to reach out to us at podcast at thanks guys bye